Couple Podcast. This is your host, Jenny, and today I am coming to you from the car. I have been up at Snowbird today. I decided to enjoy a day in the sun. So even though there's lots of snow and it's cold here in Utah, I came up to the ski resort, pulled out my beach chair and a book, and I sat and I read for a couple of hours, and it was just really, really nice. And then I got in my car to drive down the canyon and it was totally backed up. So just such a gorgeous day out today, lots of skiers. I went into the lodge up at Snowbird and waited it out for about an hour and 45 minutes. Enjoyed the sunset and relaxing and now I'm heading down the canyon. And I figured that the book I just read would be a great thing to talk about. So I'm just really excited to share some thoughts on it and talk a little bit about how it can relate to relationship work in general. So I've been reading and just finished today the book Educated by Tara Westover is her name. And for anyone who has not yet heard about this book, it came out, I don't know, I think in the last couple of years and is now a number one New York Times bestseller. And she was raised in Idaho in a family where there was just a lot of mental illness and a lot of pretty intense family patterns that were destructive. It's a little bit about her journey and her beginning to question her own family dynamics, her beginning to face the reality of her own experience and start to look at how to move forward in her life. So that's my best summary of it. But what I really want to talk about today is what came up for me while I was reading this book. And the biggest thing that rose for me was the reality that dogma in any form can be so dangerous. And I think what makes it so potentially threatening is that when we are dogmatic about something, when we're in a group that's being dogmatic about something, when we're in a family dynamic that is dogmatic, when we are in a couple relationship situation that is dogmatic, we believe on some level that it's not okay to question things. And one of the things that became really clear as I was reading this book and reflecting back on some of my own memories of beginning to question things I had never before questioned is that it is absolutely essential in our lives that we can question everything. Now, this doesn't mean that it's always in our best interest to be questioning everything all the time. We only have so much energy, we only have so much attention, we only have so much brain power. So that's not the point that we have to be skeptical and questioning all the time of every single thing that's happening moment to moment. That doesn't necessarily serve us either. But anytime we are in any kind of dynamic, relationally or professionally, or politically, or medically, or in terms of religion, you know, anytime we're in any kind of dogmatic situation, if we don't believe we can question that thing, and if we believe that questioning that thing will threaten us, then we have something bigger to look at. Now, the idea here is that everything that's manifested into this world has validity of some kind. There's a reason why it's showing up the way it is. So when we think about this in terms of relationship dynamics, especially in terms of a partnership, you know, any dynamic that comes up in between two people, especially primary partners, there's a reason that dynamic is showing up. So it is valid. 
There's a reason it's showing up, no matter how coercive, how manipulative, no matter how loving and supportive, you know, no matter what the dynamic is, it is valid, meaning there's a reason that it's come up that way. That reason might not always be very clear, and that reason may or may not be important to figure out if you are questioning the dynamic and or wanting to change something. The reason for why that dynamic is the way it is may or may not be important. But again, it's can we question. If something feels off, even though every relationship dynamic is quote valid, it doesn't mean it's useful. It doesn't mean it's useful in helping us create more and more of what we really want. Again, this is where it can be kind of tricky because sometimes what happens is we experience a relationship dynamic that's not feeling good and we start to question it. And what might happen is we might swing from one side of the experience around that dynamic to the other side. So for example, I once heard that a cynic is a disappointed idealist. So we can see something through idealistic or rose-colored glasses. We can see our parents as perfect when we're little, right? This is sort of a developmental reality to initially to see your parents as um, safe people because that means you're going to be safe. If your parents are infallible, then you're more likely to be safe in the world. So there's reasons why we might have these kinds of perspectives and they may even be evolutionary on some level. So again, they might be valid ways of functioning for a period of time. And when they stop working and we start to question things, what can happen is we can flip the other side of the pendulum and suddenly things can begin to look pretty dismal and we can feel pretty cynical. We can start to get very skeptical and none of that is bad. That's a very normal response to having been in an idealistic situation, maybe stayed in that idealistic situation longer than it was actually serving us and didn't have enough information yet to develop beyond that perspective of the dynamic itself or the worldview in any way. So when I'm talking about questioning relationship dynamics, this doesn't mean we just flip to the other side of the coin. We might for a period of time, but again, that may not serve us any more than the idealistic version served us. And really what we're looking to do is to create balance. It's to see the truth in all of the perspectives. It's to see what was really going on and to be able to make better choices meaning choices that will now serve us. Choices that as an adult, we couldn't have made when we were children. Now, what happens for a lot of us is we get into adult relationships or adult partnerships and we maintain certain family dynamics that were at play in our childhood and we don't question them. So today, my challenge for all of you is to pay attention when something doesn't feel good. If there's a dynamic playing out between you and your partner, or you and a date, if you're single, if there's a dynamic playing out between you and a romantic partner in an intimate relationship, pay attention to the fact that that something about it feels off. Now, it doesn't mean that the whole thing will need to change. Again, it doesn't mean you need to get rid of your partner. It doesn't mean that you can't integrate some parts of that dynamic that are beneficial you may or may not be able to. That's not yet able to be seen. The first step is to be able to say, something's not feeling right. Something about this is not feeling right. And I'm going to pay attention to that. And then you just presence it. You just presence it. 
You don't have to know what it means yet. You don't have to create a story about it, either in the present or the future about what it means. But you can say something about this is not feeling good. I'm going to pay attention to this and then start to watch. What is it about this dynamic that's not feeling good? Or what is it about this dynamic that's no longer feeling good? So when I first began to question some really big things in my own life, what I found was that some of the dynamics that I had once enjoyed, I actually, when I paid more attention, especially to if there was just kind of a little something about it that was off, when I began to pay attention to that, what I noticed is that even though, again, there might have been some aspects of that dynamic that were valuable and that I wanted to learn to integrate into my life, the way that they were playing out either didn't feel effective, it didn't feel safe, it might have felt demeaning in some way. And so by looking at these dynamics, by acknowledging if something feels off, even if it's just a little, and just staying present with it, we get a chance to really declutter what is not working in our lives. So I'm going to integrate this with one other interesting thing that's come up for me in the last couple of weeks. I was, I read the Art of Tidying Up, The Magic Art of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo a couple of years ago. I went through a lot of the process, mostly with my clothes, but I went through the process with my clothes and I did a bunch of decluttering and it was actually really helpful. And it also helped me think about how I wanted to purchase clothes in the future. And it also helped me realize that I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning what I really like, what really lights me up inside. And so that was just a really fun and interesting process. And then a couple of weeks ago on Netflix, they have a little series where she goes in and helps people declutter their home. And so I watched the first episode and just felt immediately inspired to go and do a second round on my closet, you know, a couple years later. And this time I thought, okay, I'm ready to go a little deeper. And so I thought, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep anything unless it totally lights me up. So I went through all my clothes and there were a few items of things I wear quite a bit, but when I held it and I touched it, it didn't necessarily light me up. It didn't light me up at a 10. And so I put everything into a big black garbage sack and I thought I better hang on to it for just a few days because it felt so extreme in a way because so many things went into the garbage bag, even things I was wearing quite a bit. So a few days later, one of the things I realized was I didn't have enough clothing and, and that there were some things that I did like, even though they weren't at a 10. So there were some things there that I did like, even though they weren't at a 10. So instead I decided to rate things on a scale. So the idea was if it lit me up at an eight or above, it didn't have to be a 10. I'd kind of kept everything that was a 10 and I hardly had anything left. I had a few things, but not enough. So I went back and I pulled out anything that was an eight or above. And I just realized that scale was really helpful. So again, the idea is that I can learn from this process so that in the future, I can make better buying decisions. I can make purchases based on things that are going to be more likely to be a 10 in my life. Now again, sometimes sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I purchase something, I'm not quite so sure about it at the store, and I get home and I just love it. So that was what I found about my very favorite piece of clothing was something that I had been like, mm, I don't know about this at the store, but when I got home and over the last couple of years, I have just really loved this piece of clothing. So again, we are all in a process of learning what works for us and what doesn't. 
whether it's purchasing clothes, but you know, on this podcast and, and even on a, on a bigger scale is how we're interacting with others and how they're interacting with us. So we can go in and start to declutter relational dynamics that are no longer serving us or they're not serving us at a 10, but we might have to, we might have to use a scale to start. So when a relationship dynamic is playing out that feels off or uncomfortable, again, what I'd say is pay attention to that. Then you can check in with the dynamic in general. Is this dynamic at least an eight or above in terms of the joy it brings me? If it's not, okay, then I'm willing to face my part of this dynamic and figure out what I need to do to shift it and clean this one out, get it out of my life. And it doesn't mean that it was bad that it was ever there. You learned so much from it and you can honor it as you let it go, just like Marie teaches people to do in her process, which is even if a shirt is something you never wore, you look at it, you hold it, you honor it for what it gave you and what it taught you, and then you let it go. Same thing with the relational dynamics that are not helpful for us in our life anymore. But again, in order to do this, we have to be able to even question. We have to be able to go through a process. And I think we can do this with any, with any relationship in our lives, whether it's a relationship to an idea, a relationship to a group, a relationship to our family, in our partnership, a friendship, all of these things, decluttering our lives opens us up for more and more of what we really want. And that's so much what Bryce and I are about at The Conscious Couple is creating more and more of what we really want by bringing what's unconscious into the conscious awareness, by asking the right questions, paying attention, and being willing to create change. So Bryce and I are so excited to be here to support all of you. This is a passion of ours. We love to share it with those that we work with. We love to share it here on the podcast. And if you're interested in staying connected on Facebook, check us out at The Conscious Couple dash Bryce and Jenny. It's a free Facebook group and we would love to have you join us. So check it out and we will talk to you soon.